Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. Banter, banter, banter. Hey, do you want to participate in banter while we still have music over? The banter, banter. Yeah, banter, banter. <laughs> banter, banter. Banter, banter, banter. All right. All right. Banter. Now that the music's done, welcome to the Spin Fool Theory Podcast. Uh, I'm your, I'm one of your hosts, Taylor B. The other host that you have is the Bagels. Howdy. How do. Um, today we have a special guest, alumnist from the Guardians of Lore. How you doing, sir? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm in my prime. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, a little bit of housekeeping. This is Taylor B's first session with some new settings in his new home. So if if anyone listening to this feels like I'm still quiet like I have been like the last uh, few episodes, please like add us or write us and, and, and let let me know and I can make adjustments accordingly. Uh, I know things haven't been ideal before. I know I've been super quiet, and I really appreciate everyone's patience with that. A couple people added us, like, asking about it. So, uh, really thank you guys for reaching out. Uh, you guys were super sweet. Let me know. I was super quiet. Um, and, and thank you so much. But uh, I, I hope I've corrected it now. I've increased some gains. <sighs> and, uh, but this is the first time in the den, and there's another space in the house... Uh, where if background noise kicks up and it's a problem that I can move to. So please, please let me know. Um, other housekeeping. Aside, uh, I think I think we're going to kick this off. So this week, we are doing a very fun theory that I'm actually going to hand off to uh, to Banks for to explain because this is this is one of his uh, this is one of his like near and dear to his heart's gym jams. So Banks, can you tell us about this week's theory? Alrighty. So this week's theory is is Kalos dead? And ironically, uh, Elmist had chosen this this theory back before we got the uh, the new new lore lore book uh, Captain's Log to be available to us. So uh, timing is pre- pretty perfect on this one. So <laughs> I'm pretty pretty excited to actually dive into this one. It's something we uh, we'd had on the docket, for, oh, probably at least at least a year. Uh, it feels like. And this was I'm one probably, of the originals. Yeah, it's, it's this was one. Of, yeah, this was one of the original. I think we had almost fifty when we started this. This is this was number thirty-two. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, basically, the original idea behind this was. Uh, kind of around the the time of season arrivals to the transition to um, transition to Beyond Light, especially we had no idea where Callus was, especially with the disappearance of the Leviathan. And even previous to that, there were certain questions about the the actual presence of Callus. Uh, specifically, we had never really seen him in person, <laughs> and uh, the nothing really points to his existence uh prior to the uh the captain's log lore book 
And, and in that book, we actually do finally get to see uh, a visage of him. And he is quite, quite weak from the impression that I get. Uh, in fact, in Entry 1, we get to see Catabasis come into the Emperor's chamber area. And he's in a, in a tube, basically keeping, seem, seemingly keeping him alive um, with some machinery. And uh, his servants are basically taking care of him at that point. So he's, he's physically quite weak, although mentally it does seem that he is quite, still quite alive. And in fact, he pops up throughout, um, if, even if you go back to like uh, uh, Confessions in, uh, from Season of Opulence, you can kind of see, mm-hmm. see him mm-hmm. in this, but he seems mentally quite active at, at these times, especially having mental links to his scions via um, via their uh, psionic link, for lack of a better term there. Um, and so we finally get our, our visage of him. He's, he's weak, he's in a tube. And then um, up in Entry 8, all of a sudden, uh, when the shit is really hitting the fan and apparently the... Um, apparently the, the anomaly on Mars is being successfully... Uh, conjured or interacted with by the by the scions and their their scorn uh, scorn subjects or scorn experiments uh callus just up and disappears we don't have a whole lot of information to go off of there other than the final entry of uh final note of entry eight is where's the emperor <laughs> and that's right after everything really hits the sh- where all the shit hits the fan. So with that, I'm going to open that up to Taylor and Elamist to kind of kind of discuss a little bit to to see where they what they think happened to Callus, what uh what uh I guess is Callus dead? Is this his final final entry? What is Callus? <laughs> How is Callus? Where is Callus? I'm Linda Ellerby, and welcome to Nick News W5. <laughs> you really are in your prime today, aren't you? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, no, I just, I just both like made an awesome reference and dated myself so hard. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. There's, oh. there's, there's a certain class of millennial who remembers when Magic Johnson was on Nickelodeon. And then there's then there's a bunch of people listening to this being like, what the fuck are you talking about, Taylor B? Right. And Google anything I just referenced, you'll learn some shit and probably grow as a human being. Anyway, regardless of my dumb reference. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, for me, the question of is callus dead really depends on how you define it mm-hmm. and i find myself falling into a couple of different camps and like honestly i'm i'm gonna kind of pass the ball off to uh Elmus here like you created one of the camps that i am now falling into <laughs> so, my good sir i personally do not think he is dead um Going off of, I believe it was entry eight for uh, the captain's log. Mm-hmm. 
the actual entry, uh, and I'm only reading a snippet. Um, it says, you know, we cross sunless, adrift on empty currents with no direction. Where's the emperor? And there's no nothing after that that clarifies, like, oh yeah, Callus went here. But whenever we've seen Callus in that book, he's literally yelling at the darkness, yelling at the anomaly. And it, it's kind of like one of those scenes in a movie where somebody's yelling at God and then something happens. And it, it just like reaffirms that, oh yeah, I am listening. For, for what it's worth, and I hope no one thinks less of me for this reference, but I always picture it as uh, Rick James in The Chappelle Show yelling at Charlie and... And and the and, and the Murphy brothers and Eddie. Charlie, that's what I'm saying. Like like just like down. He's been like slapped and punched, and he's just like saying "fuck your couch" and like oh, the Darkness Brothers. Like 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 that's how that's how I view it at this point. I am totally on board with this. <laughs> that's. That's how I. That's how I see things from that regard. I just, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interject with with my hilarity. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> um, we we even so brought, like, brought the, Sorry, go, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. Okay, we even brought this up a little bit uh, in the pre-show. Uh, it, it seems to kind of parallel even against um, Gaul's interaction with the Traveler at the end of the Red War campaign. Whereas the Traveler, it is, it definitively rebukes Gull. Like, he asks, um, he asks for the Light to to recognize him, for the Traveler to recognize him who he is. And the Light says no. Uh, Basically just stamps him out like an ant. And uh, instead here, we've got Callus essentially calling out a very similar thing. I would say it's with with a different tint. Especially with the the con- context of Entry One, where Callus is accusing the Darkness of being a, a liar or or a false god, something to that akin to that, um, but he is basically interacting with it on on that assumption, mm-hmm. and the Darkness is recognizing his uh, seemingly either recognizing his doubt or recognizing his um, his ability to call it out something to that effect and is actually either rewarding him or <laughs> doing well, it, something else to him. <laughs> it, 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 it seemed like, like, like for lack of a better words, I feel like he's calling the darkness a tease. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry for him, for the implications that that implies. Like, I, I really don't, I really don't mean the same vein, but it really like, Hmm. If there's a better term that I could use, please, please at me. Um, and I don't mean that like uh, aggressively, like I would like to learn, but like, like the best way I can express it is that he was kind of like dangled some candy over here after he had been ousted from his uh, throne and it didn't really follow through to what was promised. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Like that that's all I mean by it. Uh that and, and that's uh 
that's really interesting that he's the first person to be disappointed in the darkness that we've come across, if you think about it, lore-wise. Uh, yeah. The it's stranger... Yeah. yeah, the stranger says, you know, like, you know, you can't drink too deep of it. Um, the Elixir like, no, this shit is baller. <laughs> Even Callus was, like, super enthused by it. The Hive, like, man, they built a religion out of that jank. <laughs> they did. And all I'm thinking is Callus is the first person to be like, you know what? You guys are some bullshit. After actually putting a bunch of effort into it. So, like, I kind of appreciate where he's coming from. Because, like, as a guardian, like, as great as these perks are, the cost that I'm pretty sure is associated with, I was like, you know, you guys are some bullshit. I say in my high-pitched, high-me voice. So, <laughs> so, so how about you guys? Uh, what, what do you think about uh, guardian-wise? As, as a player, because, like, I am definitely drawn by the stat bonuses and other things that come with using the, the darkness subclass at this point against the light subclasses, even though up until those came out, like, I would have told you I was a gunslinger. Sick shot. It's uh, definitely enticing in the Crucible. <laughs> well, just even, like, I can get I can get 30 different stat points by sliding out my aspects mm -hmm. in the darkness thing. I, I can't do that in the light subclasses. I don't like, obviously I don't think that was intended, but it's kind of like, yeah, no, this is super juicy over here. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's a fair point. It's, it's certainly got a, a draw. And I think it makes sense lore wise, why it would do so even that it would try to try to pull pull in our guardian kind of into its its influence. Uh, certainly, it seems to be trying to do different, different, uh, like like the elixir. It's trying to do that to them as well. Uh, so it's, it certainly kind of makes sense that it would have certain stat bonuses that you couldn't find in the light, and it might be a, a means to just kind of pull you in, uh, intrigue you. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense, and it, like it tracks lore-wise. But I'm in a Titan. I have that new chest piece. I am turning <laughs> my body into a weapon. Your body always was a weapon, ever since Six Fronts. <laughs> it's 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 like the Hawk Moon. The Traveler is secretly seeking out new. I. Like I, 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 I want to put this out there as a stupid theory. Like, ever since Six Fronts, before Six Fronts, Titans, defensive, shield bros, mer. Six Fronts, nah, man. What if I shot the shield into you with a high propulsion of explosions? <laughs> and that's... I am totally, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Shaxx was... That's how Shax made a name for himself. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it was explosions. We <laughs> scored, basically, of, of the Destiny universe. Which, which is why he yells about all, the, you know, throwing all the grenades we could. Uh -huh. Can uh -huh. 
Oh yeah, no, he he has a war rig like in his back pocket. It doesn't need to be on his chest. <laughs> he has an armamentarium just sitting in his his inventory, and he's like, yep. "That's letting me throw all the grenades I want." Yeah, yeah. No, I I always imagine Shax is like, and and you know, say what you want about Taylor B. God damn it, I want to know him and Iron Man from the '90s cartoon both supposedly drank coffee through the mask and i want to know fucking how unless you're mork from mork yes look at mork and mindy i want to know how he was drinking the goddamn coffee i always assume it's an emergency induction port that raises even more questions (laughs) like you didn't solve anything you just created more controversy by this Induction port? Okay, go on. <laughs> I that's that's all I ask about the interaction. Yes, he can bang Mara, I don't care. How did he drink the coffee if the mask stayed on for the sex? That implies it was already on. How did he drink the goddamn coffee? <laughs> right? Yeah. As I'm saying. So guys, this callus being dead jams. I I gotta tell you, I think I think he's dead in the conventional sense. I'll say that. I don't think he has a uh, a corporeal body corporeal. anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think in the sense that in the same sense that an exo is an immortal version of a living being i think whatever callus is at this point is a facsimile thereof i don't think this callus is the callus that first peered into the darkness and exited the ship oh i think he's whatever's copied and left over and whatever like bullshit facsimile he is and i really love that he can call out that he's not what he was promised true Absolutely. I'm, no. So I'm I'm kind of curious on the thought thought process. So you you don't think that this the same callus that um that appeared into the darkness? Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Because I'm I'm kind of curious on. That. I feel like so when one becomes ascendant, it it changes what you are like. Uh, going back to you know, matter doesn't change; it cannot be destroyed. Only change or bleh, word it's vomit. Yeah, yeah. Say, matter cannot be destroyed; it can only be changed. Yep. I feel like quite in a similar way to the hive, to Toland. And therefore, to Callus, I feel like they approach the darkness in some way as a mortal being, which I want to note on that because the Guardian didn't do so. We approach it as a paracausal being. True. Very true. I think they approached it as a mortal being and were remade in something that is like what originally approached. It's like, uh,. In a lot of sci-fi media, there's this idea that you can copy yourself digitally. But to me, that's a copy. That's not you. You still die. 
You know what I mean? It's not like they transfer what is you to that. It's they copy what is you to that. Okay. So let's huh. let's take that let's take that a step further. Um in the event of his disappearance on the Glycon ship. Mm-hmm. Um so is that him being essentially called back to the darkness at that point? Or called back to Ooh. whatever um I think that's the copy of what Callus was. I think that yep. or, so in the essence, I'm not saying the copy isn't one to one. Okay. I'm not saying that it's not as you as you would be i just think there's a difference between a copy of you and you there's a copy of a file and there's an original file yep yep i get that and 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 that's the only difference i want to make there i think this is callous fucking with the system okay i think this is callous finally like approaching it and saying like well okay like you know, you denied me before because you're an asshole, but here, I, like, brought all these different things that created this, like, he is, hmm, I don't want to make this political, so I'm going to really think about my words here. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. Yep. I think he found a loophole in the system here. And he shoved it up their ass. <laughs> I think whatever he does going forward is not going to be what the darkness wants. And he's going to fuck him for it. With it, rather. Okay. So that brings up some interesting points. Uh, he did bring a lot of things to the table. I completely agree with that. Especially, we've got. Interacting here, we've got his his science, his, his loyalist science. He's got the scorn. Uh, specifically, he's got like the the main scorn, the one that speaks with a thousand voices, whatever it's referred to as. Um, and then he's got uh, the crown that he got he obtained from that war moon. And specifically, like the crown in this scenario is what intrigues me the most. How? How does that play into this exactly? And how how does it? I, I feel like it it plays a major part in his ability to contact the anomaly that is Mars or was Mars, however you want to phrase that. Um, and how does that like how does that fit into his ability? Because what he says he wants to do with with all all this is he wants to commune directly with the darkness. Now we don't know exactly what that means because commuting with the darkness we could maybe akin it to commuting with the deep in the book books of sorrow but i'm not convinced that's a one-to-one connection there Uh, it certainly could be uh, but certainly the symbology and and the hive lore it's it's a little bit hard to decipher and i i that's why i always hesitate to to read that with exact precision as to what what like orcs is is saying in in there um but here i i'm just trying to draw like similar what's going on with callus essentially connecting to 
to this anomaly, and if it's a direct connection to darkness, is this the way that the darkness speaks to somebody? Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of kind of posing that to you too. Kind of kind of curious what your thoughts are. Is this how you talk to me? Is this who you are? You coming at me with this mouth? <laughs> Sorry. Now Sorry. I'm just I imagining a, Now I'm just imagining a pyramid ship going, "You talking to me? You talking right? to me?" Right? And when they and when they approve of you, they give you like the chef's kiss. <laughs> they, give you, they give you that Every, everyone knows what emote I'm talking about with the, with the hand that's right that's right um, so th- that's a very interesting train of thought I see like I, I, I've wondered for a while now if what people do with the darkness or the light or what I'm going to say is power energy since they amalgamated the two in game is so much is it an alignment or is it a technique if it's a technique mm, okay everything makes sense if it's an alignment then mm, how can you be in both camps at once indeed yeah I, I agree I would personally think, like, from a Guardian standpoint, that it is a technique. Mm-hmm. Because you have Guardians who draw from, from the light, but certain ones can't produce certain variations of light. True. And it boils down to technique. Um, like, you've got Wei Ning, who couldn't create a bubble worth her life. Yeah, but she could punch the fuck out of some shit. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like she was the first, like, missile titan. They just didn't tell us that so, like, blank, blankly yet. yet. Right. Right. Yeah. Insurmountable skull fort, and she was just constantly hammering down with middle tree titan. She was power. the first one, like, we all think it's like a missile titan thing we learned fresh in game, but she was there back in back in the dark ages, like, no, like, you see that dude over there? I'm about to fucking punch him. And, and, and then Ariana's like, like, or not Ariana, uh, fucking, um, who was her? No, partner? Ariana. It was Ariana? Ariana 4? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. And then Ariana's like, no, you can't just... He's way over there. Like, how are you going to fucking punch him? She's like, hold on, like, sit back here. And then, like, bam. Imagine if we had thunder crash in D1. We could get in all sorts... I'm saying, she had it it in the the alpha. The closest we get is that, that Titan exotic helmet that lets you death from above. Mm-hmm. They turned that into the Missile Titan melee. Sure. I'm so glad Hunters inherited that for their Darkness Slam. <laughs> which, which, yeah, you can... You to can... everyone else's chagrin. Well, you know what? Honestly, I almost, I almost decided to leave it for the dodge. Because last season, it was easy. One didn't give you a slot, one gave you two. And so it's like, yeah, I want the dodge, and yeah, I want the slam. This season they're both one, so you had to make a choice, mm-hmm. um, which I think is kind of lame because they kind of eliminated the potential for us, like the other classes, hunters, to have four slots of aspects. We just, we're still locked at three. Yeah. 
um, for what that's worth. I, I still think having those the zero slot as a choice would have made a big difference, personally. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. So I, uh, I'll let you guess which one that I left behind. It was the dodge. It was the dodge. I'm a mid-range player. I don't need the dodge. <laughs> I don't need you to be next to me. Like, I'm happy being over here dodging out of the way of you shooting me to death. It's a very simple decision. <laughs> but back to what we were talking about. <laughs> um, okay, so... Shifting gears all the way back down to one. Uh, as far as Catalyst being dead, I think ultimately, based on what I was saying before, I would submit that air quotes Callus is dead. Whatever we're dealing with now is a paracausal facsimile thereof. Like, arguably, even we as guardians are not who we were as when we were alive. We're robbed of our memories. Uh, we have like a basic functioning level of amnesia. I still need to look up what the term for that is. They use oh. it. They use it in gargoyles, but it's basically like you still have like your like skills and stuff. Like you don't like forget like interactions and like language. Like it's not like total amnesia. There's there's a lot that goes into the differentiation there, but it's like you have this functioning level of like being able to do stuff. Um, and I. I promise everyone listening that I won't make this mistake again, and then I'll look it up after this show. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's not like that, but like, I, I kind of want to argue that because you're resurrected by a paracausal uh, being within within a structure, uh, you are not who you were when you were dead. You still died. So whatever Callus is now. I kind of want to submit to you two that he he is dead. Callus, as the Empire knew him, is gone. In the, in the same vein as Aldrin is dead and now mm-hmm. from replaced him. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I think that's a fair argument to make based on what we've we've seen so far. Uh, particularly, the disappearance itself certainly suggests something paracausal in nature occurred, occurred to him. And if we assume there's some, if there's some entity that retains his memories or, um, or something like that, uh, it's probably not callous as we knew him. Uh, certainly direct interaction with the darkness. You, you might think that it might change it a little bit <laughs> as, as well. Even if you do maintain it's worthy of the question of that would still be callous despite despite the direct interaction there and maintenance of memories. Now, like, to be fair, the callous we knew is not the callous we know from the first entry of, of Captain's Log. So... <laughs> Um, but I, I completely agree that, like... Can I offer a further mindfuck to that, though? <laughs> the callus we know in game is not the callus we know from his letters at the beginning of D2. 
Yeah, nor nor the Callus yeah. Confessions. Yeah. He writes that before he goes out to meet the darkness the first time. That's right after he gets exiled. That's why there's people to kill that we never meet. Sure. He, he certainly changes after his first right interaction with the with the darkness. Right. He he was essentially Moby <laughs> um, prior to that first interaction. Well, yeah. You could get stole by Obi. Sorry, I, yeah. uh, I had an Eminem moment. <laughs> and I, I guess it's a fair point to make that um, we don't know 100% sure that it was the darkness that he interacted with back then. It's called, it's referred to as the void, I think, in all all points that I've, I've seen it. It certainly sounds like the darkness that he would have interacted with. I mean, I want to put this out there. Uh, black holes, voids used to be called dark stars and i i feel like uh, quite similarly in um destiny the void and the darkness could be equally interchangeable because that's what he knows before he interacts with us in the soul system the solar system i should say and and by extension the deep would be the hive interpretation of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone's picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It very well could be terms for all all exactly the same thing. Uh, I, I just wanted to throw some caution out there because it, um, when they do use these different terms, it, I, I try, try to at least call that out. Because <laughs> we don't know for sure that they're all 100% the same. Well, and it, and it always it always makes me wonder, like, going back to techniques versus alignment. Mm-hmm. Maybe all these things are equally valid and different. Maybe it's just what they're reaching out to is a different technique or interpretation of the same thing. Sure. If that makes sense. Sure. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so for what it's worth, guys, we've met many interpretations of the darkness. We've met many different techniques of the darkness. When are we going to see the different technique of the light? I, and I know, I, I know there's three different subclasses, but what I mean is, like, what if there's a way to use the light without the traveler? Well, we already saw that. In a, a way. How do you mean? During the Red War, the Traveler was caged up and we didn't have access to its light. Mm-hmm. So we had to find another source for our light. And that's what led us to the Shard. That's that's 100% fair. Um, what I was going for more here though is we're still using the techniques that like are through the traveler that we learned you know what I mean like we, we didn't like learn you know what I mean like yeah and so what, yeah. what I'm thinking about here is like what if there's like a rogue light entity who shows up and is like hey like you can still use your solar subclass but like F the traveler come, come hang out with me I'm going to show you how to wield it Because honestly, like, we have two different examples, 
like very substantial examples, I should say, potentially three examples, but like of how to wield the light. We have the hive. We have, oh, actually, oh, I should expand this even more. Four. We have the hive. We have the vex who had worshipped the darkness. We have um, uh, how we wield it as guardians. And we have uh, the scorn. I think you mean the, the wielding the darkness, is that... What yeah, the, the, that's what I was saying, sorry if I cut out. You've also got the, uh, um, the Luxi, the Fallen, in the most, most recent campaign, too, so... That, that's, that's what I meant, I, I thought I listed that, sorry. Sure, no, uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, so there's there's the, the, the Luxi wielding, wielding the darkness, there's the Hive, um, I, I guess that's what I meant by, like, us the Guardian, I guess, yeah. I should oh, say, and then and then there's the scorn, who are doing it like slightly differently. But like that's how they achieve like their undead status because they're the only canon strike that we repeat over and over. Right. That is the only strike that canonically we continuously go go new. Mm-hmm. And so those those are three different functioning ways to wield the darkness, but we only have like one air quotes. So like I know there's three different subclasses, but we it, it's all through the traveler and our ghost. Like there's no there's no there's no one wielding the light that's not connected with the traveler that's influenced us in any way. There's no additional faction out there that we've encountered. That, yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for there. Yeah, like I get yeah. there's like three different like burns and stuff. Like I, I get that they're different, and I don't I don't want to dissuade anyone from like from, from that notion. But like, it's not like there's this third party who's like, no, I've got my own light. Like f the traveler. I'm kind of curious what you think about putting the, uh, a spin on the nine about that uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, we see their essentially manifestation of what their view of the light is in, in the Prophecy Dungeon. I'm not saying that they're wielding the light itself, but they are at least manifesting a facsimile of it in, in those encounters. Um, so even, even there, you can kind of see a little bit of a quote-unquote different technique um, I'm not necessarily saying it's something you're exactly pointing to there, um, but further, uh, they do have factions that do um, that do certainly align with the light. Now, again, I don't know that they necessarily are using it in any fashion, but it certainly begs the question a little bit about about different factions using. Yeah, like I'm, I'm really interested in when Everdy becomes back in the fold because she became, uh, she lost her pacifist status during the Red War. But she oh, yeah. did live with that colony that I can only assume, you know, if it was lucky to be on a planet that wasn't absorbed by the darkness uh, during the season of arrivals, because the, you know, they did it in odd orders. It, it wasn't about like order of planets from the outside of the system. It was it was just about like you know what they could take. 
because Nessus is further out. They took Mercury that's closer to the sun. Like, it's not about anything, but, like, they took what they took. Um, so I'm really interested to see how... Hmm. How... Now, see, you're... Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Yes. Now, see, you, you were going off of the fact that, like, Mercury is, is, you know, the closest planet to the sun, and, you know, they also took Mars, which is fourth planet in the solar system, and that is fine, but you were, I think you're looking at it in a linear path, and I'm wondering if the planets that were taken are, like, on one side of the sun. Mm-hmm. But it just happened to catch some of that or something to that effect. Right. I'm willing to say that, but, like, that's why I'm curious as to where Afrobeat's pacifist enclave was. Because I haven't heard that they got absorbed by the darkness. We haven't heard anything, but we know that she reacted during the Red War. And so when she comes in, like, those guys out there trying to find different ways to, like, use the light, I'm wondering if that becomes, like, an independent of the Traveler, because maybe she lost her ghost during the Red War. Maybe she's, like, a light version of Eris Morn at that point. Potentially. We, we obviously don't have a whole lot of information to go off of on Aphrodite. We've kind of speculated. Even as a pacifist, she was really jazzed about us potentially throwing ourselves, it, like picking up an enemy in the crucible and then throwing them at another enemy as a weapon. <laughs> Only she's done that. She's done that, but she was really enthused to see someone else do it too. She was like, I've never seen someone do this. She she had some great dialogue. She was very enthused for her self violence. <laughs> I'm sure if you go back to D1, she's still the vendor because Saladin is uh, doing the uh, the Saladin stuff. Except for the fact that there are no more Iron Banners. There are no more Iron Banners in D1. Yeah. Yeah, they did away with SRL, Iron Banner, and Trials. I'm you can sure. still do SRL in private yep. matches. Correct. Yeah, just as like a general matchmaking mode. Hmm. That's so sad. That's so sad. Yep. So sad. Anyhow. So, so, so I want to put this on you as the guest. What are some of your thoughts, man? Like, I, I, I know we've challenged the different, like, wieldies of the light. We've gotten a few, like, uh, uh, down a few different tangents here, but, like, you know, like, downshifting again, or, like, maybe, like, yeah, downshifting back again. Um, as far as to whether you... What's your opinion on Callus's debt status? Is what he is now Callus? How do you feel about that? Like, is, is he alive, or is he dead like do you have to be dead to become ascendant because it, if we go back to the hive in the uh, one book of sorrows that we have like they kill themselves as as a uh, as a favor to learn and grow from because they can hide their deaths mm-hmm. i feel that callus is still alive now, whether that's physically or 
as some like ethereal entity is totally still up in the air because like i said that the that one entry from captain's log is literally just oh we crossed into the anomaly where's the emperor so i i'm of the camp that he is still alive but more of how is he alive is a whole other whole other discussion yeah 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 like what, yeah. what you define as alive yeah right. more, more or less it's, it's totally alive I, I think that's i think that's a valid comparison to make at, at this point yeah, yeah. basically Tolan has retained his memories as far as we can tell a guardian i, I think Tolan is a transcendence of his former form as opposed to as well, just just for, for what it's worth to, to run this out. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to like the Clovis Bray Eye or uh, even Banshee, that's a copy. Yeah, more more or less. I would, I would agree with that. Um, so I, I guess um, if we define that um, in the sense of Toland, I I would say that in the, in the common sense of a library that he's dead uh similarly i'm guessing i'm guessing callus is, is dead <laughs> based on based on this it's i know it's it's gonna be hard to say exactly i don't think we've seen the last i'll, I'll say that oh, much. Sure. i think, no, I think no, it's we're gonna see way more callus somewhere and it's we're gonna I hear small voices <laughs> but yeah it, it's it's a good question of, to ask uh, exactly how he's existing. Um, he, he could be any number of places or or beings, I guess, at this point. He, he could be a, a, a wisp of light like Toland in the Ascendant Realm. He could be he could be existing on the Scion mind plane, for all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, he, could, he could even be a being like the Nine, though, and maybe they become the Ten, for all I know. Well... <laughs> Well, so here's the thing about the nine, though. Um, as uh, you know, uh, Clement Second and I were playing the other night. Uh, we were doing the uh, God. What's what's the mission from last? The uh, the three man little dungeon. Harbinger. Harbinger. We were we were running that the other day. And it was really interesting to note because we run around in the uh, second wave when you're out in the open area. Sort of sandy, like, mishmash, and you can get the different war as you find um, the the emissary, like, hovering over the different areas. Oh, you're talking about prophecy. Oh, prophecy. Prophecy. Yes, sorry, sorry, not Harbinger. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry for my brain fry, everyone. It's all good. Sorry. I made it more subtle because I said it in Canadian. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, As you're running around in that mission, uh, there are some moments where she has uh, clarity over what the Nine had done to her. Mm -hmm. And and she says, you know, like, hey, like, this this isn't the emissary. Uh, This is all Yes, this is this is Orin, like of the uh, the uh, pilgrim 
Yeah. Yeah. And and she she like tells you not to trust what she says like otherwise. I feel like that's like kind of different in what happens to her because it sounds like it's almost what the nine will do to you. Honestly, like horrifyingly, is more of a Manchurian candidate, more of like a brainwashing. Mm-hmm. And and souping up kind of thing, like juicing up kind of thing, as opposed to what happens to Tolan, which is where your corporeal form is destroyed, but like what you are is transcendent. Maintained. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, quite differently to what happens to an exo, you are destroyed for there to be a perfect copy of you to exist in perpetuity. Yeah, I, I think those are all, all valid comparisons that we've seen so far. Uh, it's, yeah, we just, right now we're kind of hitting that point where it's like, what the heck <laughs> actually happens when you directly interact interact with the darkness? And um, I, I guess it could be like, Oryx, you might need to be brought back like he has he still has the leviathan out there somewhere he could he could have his loyalists especially, especially the silence attempt to bring him back well, to our, we our... we we never destroyed Oryx's soul we only destroyed crota's soul Yeah, um, I I just mean that there's there's still an avenue for orcs to potentially come back if like people are willing to uh, give the effort into it. Okay, I see. Because that's what they were trying to do to uh, to Crota when um, when orcs finally arrived. They were trying to uh, summon this all back in the uh, in the crystal, and you interrupt that in one of the uh, missions. Except for the fact that when Shadowkeep first dropped. All the lore pointed to the fact that the brood was trying to resurrect Crota or mm-hmm. Oryx. Sorry, the brood was trying to resurrect Oryx, and like they wanted him back, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't. Yeah, but the, uh, I guess like I wonder, I wonder if that is because a part of his soul is somewhere. Well, it, I mean, it has to be, like, his, uh, in the Reckoning, his, uh, his, um, reflections are still dancing around. I think that's just, uh, just, like, the Drifter's manifestation of something. Yeah. We, we connect, connect to, like, evil to fight, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, I, 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 I gotta tell you guys, I think it's giving the Drifter too much credit. Well, maybe not the Drifter, but we... The Nine? So, yeah. It's the um, that space that we're in when we're when we're fighting the orcs. The, hall. the nine yeah. space. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think the nine has something to do with that. I, I yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessarily the drifter that's putting those shades together. I, I think it's probably the nine that are manifesting them, and the, the drifter is basically leading us to them. I, I, all right, so like. Maybe we can add this to the theories too, but like I, I always kind of felt like that what the nine did was funnel them into a space that they controlled. I never felt like they ever controlled 
the Tegan. Neither does the Drifter. I feel like what, what he does is he... Like, even in that cutscene, he summons the Taken Knight behind that uh, hunter, I believe it was, that was going to, you know, draw on him during their card game. Mm-hmm. But then it goes away as soon as it kills the hunter. Actually, it turns on the Drifter for a second. Oh, uh, yeah, but, oh, yeah, yeah, but, like, he's able to pull it back. Like, he's not in control of it. He's just able to, because of his... Because of whatever deal he cuts with a nine or whatever deal the nine cut with him. Is it emissary that pulls it back? Like, it's a, the Drifter has nothing to do with the, that captain not killing him, essentially. No, 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 no. Like, 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 they can... I, I feel like they can take it away from him, but I feel like he has their blessing to where he can pull shit like that. Okay. That was my interpretation of it. Like, it's not something that he is ultimately in control of. It's something they kind of blessed him with. Yeah, that, that's kind of my impression. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like, he definitely, like, used it there in a situation that they didn't care about. They were happy to keep him alive. Mm-hmm. And let him, like, pull that, pull that knight out of, out of thin air. Mm-hmm. On the derelict. It's an, it's an interesting point to make there. Are, are those actually taken? Are, or are they, again, just manifestations that the nine will into existence? I'm, I'm not I think they're taken. I think what the nine do is try... I really enjoy the theory that the nine are extra universal. And they're trying to figure out how our universe works. Mm-hmm. And they came in post traveler, post collapse, and so there's a lot of silly shit. Like, I, all right, I feel like whenever we go into the Nines universe, like there is a possibility that the Taken they encounter like could be facsimiles thereof. But I submit that in that cutscene, it really shows that they're able to like just kind of like shunt things where they want them. Regardless of whether or not they can control the person that they're shunting. Shunt is a new verb I'm, I'm adding to the list. And, and we know that that's true, actually. Because it, the, the nine are dark matter, and they don't understand paracausality. So anything that they do is to under, try and understand the universe in such a way that they can sever their existence from the universe. And, and the reliance thereon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's and that's where I'm kind of going with this. I feel like a lot of what the nine do is create opportunities. And that's why they can't actually change what Orn is. There might be a way we could free the emissary from the control. I don't know if we can get her ghost back. But if she can have moments of clarity within their realm to communicate with us, I don't think she's truly gone. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. Uh, even, even in the brief flashes that we get of her... Um, Seemingly, uh, seeming ability to, to break through their influence. Uh, yeah, it, it, it would seem to imply that at least part of her remains. I don't see why we... It's, it, it would be impossible for us to eventually break her through. 
kind of agree. How about you, Alan? I definitely agree. And it, I mean, other pe- uh, other characters in universe think that it's a possibility to bring Orin back. Um, there's a lore entry in um, it's the lore book, the Warlock Anor, mm-hmm. where Anor is talking to Drifter, and she says something to the effect of like, and I think. You think you can bring her back. So. We sure, know that. A little bit of precedent for, for it there. Yeah. 100%. Right. I think so, we're ready to kind yeah, of bring exactly. her back around and wrap her up with, with final scores. If you want, want to go ahead, Taylor. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, can, I can kick this off. That's exactly where I was at, Biggs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Were you feeling my energy? I, I think I was. Uh, okay. I think about how far we gotten off, off topic. Okay. For what it's worth, we went on a lot of tangents today, but I think I think they were all related to the central topic. I, I, I really want to praise us on that. Like, everything we said had some bearing on the, like, is Callus dead? Because we were talking about oh, the I, light. I, we were talking about like, darkness. Like, we were talking about all, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> And so this was not a rabbit hole. We stayed on topic, at least tangentially. It might have been five tangents down, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. This is, I'm, I'm, when, when you all listen, this be like, like, all right, like, write, write to me and let me know. And I'll, I'll talk about things. Ooh, 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 bagels, bagels. You know, we had a write-in that we haven't done. Bagels tomorrow would you be down for a little yeah, like yeah, 15 yeah. minute special yeah. for for the writing we had Let's do it yeah um the person who wrote in knows who they are and we love you and you're about to have your own jam again so yeah um oh yeah no like they wrote in like like a while ago but like i've been moving and like all this other stuff and super fan of the show and uh honestly like an influencer in their own right so mm-hmm. boom. life happens yo i'm this is the first recording from my own house first house that i've ever owned mm-hmm. <laughs> in my life bagels is recording from his own house at some time because he's a demigod of opulence <laughs> i'm just sitting over here like callous man <laughs> sitting drinking from my callous <laughs> chalice. yeah yeah. No, 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 no. Um, um, everyone, I, 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 I don't mean that as a flex. This is like a dream come true type of thing. No, because, like, you can be assholes, right? Like, not everyone, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, this is, I, I've been very lucky, and here I am. Just, just want to put that out there. But, uh, yeah. All right, so, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move this to final scores. I personally give this... I'm gonna give this uh, 182 plausibilities. With your favorite rendition of uh, Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future, like <laughs> revving it up to hit 88 miles per hour as it becomes awesome, and you're like, "Yeah, that is plausible." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's my score, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, I, 
I, I think Callus is dead. I think um, the whatever he is now, because he's kind of on like, regardless of how he presents himself, I feel like he's doing the uh, sort of Jerry rig version of everything else. Paracausal. <laughs> but he just has enough money. He's like, he's the Batman of the destiny universe, whether you like it or not. <laughs> He, he has, he enough, has enough. Yeah, he has enough money to throw at it to where he matters. <laughs> You've got enough of a loyalist army that can pilot a just gigantic ship around. You typically yeah. have, have enough resources at hand that yeah. you can emulate all other paracausal races. Yeah, yeah, he's got enough money to where like he can say like I don't care what like you what effort you put in, I can buy my way to it. <laughs> which is like i'm not even faulting people like people with money or like that's like a like an out of game achievement that he brought into destiny <laughs> yeah so that's that's where i'm at that's where i'm at there um how about you alan i'm gonna give it four and a half automatons i love it uh, I think Callus is still alive, but what he is, whether it's it's a physical form or ethereal form or some weird new hive god, is beyond our understanding at the moment. Um, I just yeah, I just don't think Callus is dead. This isn't going to be the last we hear of him. Well, but how do you define dead? It like is the his... body, soul, it like his being is just gone. Okay, but like, is it is it a copy, Callus? Is it is it what Callus was like? I, I'm just wondering how you define what happened to him. Because for me, whatever he is now is a copy of what he was. That's why I say he's dead. So if you think he's not dead, like, I, I'm just, like, and not to put you on the spot, I'm super sorry. Oh, it's all good. Uh, if, if I'm being a jerk, a jerk a haul. But I just mean, all like, good. I just mean, like, 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 what's that, what's that connective tissue? Like, why is it still him? It, well, like, like you said, even if it is a copy of him, it's still a one-for-one duplicate of his consciousness. It would still be him. Baller. Like, like, I mean, especially as we found out with Beyond Light, if a person was turned into an Exo, are they still that person? I mean, that's how I'm looking at it. That consciousness still exists despite the physical form being... Uh, exactly <laughs> yeah uh, so my final score is going to be I uh, the square root of negative one that's my thought process because I think he's simultaneously yo. both yo. Uh, <laughs> yo. both alive and dead yeah um, you're not a, you're not allowed to bring imaginary <laughs> scores into this bagels I'm about to flip my standing desk <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I am still outraged oh, and and standing. <laughs> but but seriously, I, I I agree with I think both your points are completely valid. I 
the, the definition of dead is where you're going to end up on, on the sticking point of, of this, I think, at this point. And his, his corporeal form, I, I think it's probably gone at this point. I think he's he's quite similar to, to Toland. If not uh, exactly the same, he, he might be existing on a different sort of uh, plane. Uh, maybe not the Ascendant plane like Toland is, but uh, regardless, it's uh, I, I think his mental mental capacity and consciousness still exists out there somewhere. And he, I agree with Elmus completely on this, that I, I think this is not the last week. I think his boisterous laugh will be echoing through the halls of the Leviathan for a long time to come, and can, for, all, for all we know, he'll probably be the the last last man standing, and <laughs> just like you predict, predicted in the Chronicon. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say, can I can I yeah. co-sign on this train that I don't think this is the last we're hearing of him in any <laughs> event? Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like I want to be the caboose. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, everyone laughs at the caboose, but whenever you go downhill, they got the best ride. <laughs> caboose, so I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of innuendo I didn't intend for, but I'm here for it. <laughs> all right, all right, um, all right. Well, fellas, uh, I guess I'll submit you the question. We always do. If you had to, well, I guess. Uh-huh. If you had to turn up to 11 to make it work, where would you fall? Like, as in, like, how, how would you confirm that Callus yeah, is Yeah, like, what would you need as, like, a story or in-game affirmation to really just, like, solidify and hard-hot glue you to the, to the idea? And I, I guess personally, I... I it's going to be hard to do that. Uh, the his disappearance here, it, it it makes me makes me think that it it seems like a cliffhanger is, is how it's written. It's not it's not designed to make you think that he's he's going to just not be a portion of the story going forward. And so I I definitely believe that. Um, I, I, if for them to outright say that he is like dead and never coming back, I would have to ha- see something like um, some sort of just like like see his body lying there in a heap, and um, basically I don't know how you confirm that in the Destiny universe somebody's soul it didn't somehow transcend that, but I, there would have to be some sort of some sort of confirmation on that. Like, oh, his his soul's still here. If I wanted to, sort of thought. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. And you, Elam, how about you? Is there anything that could like turn to eleven for you and just make it work? Honestly, just confirmation, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like, if we could find his dead body, find out the auto- automatons are you know, decrepit and not working because we know he controlled them from, you know, a distance. Um, or if he showed up and one of the automatons is actually talking to us, like just some confirmation. 
I can dig it. I can dig it. I'm in the same camp. Um, having read a little forward, uh, you know, I uh, finding out how he controls the different automatons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they're all him and not him at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep, is wild. <laughs> and I love that he can kind of split himself into multiple ones simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's some cool shit he couldn't do before. Well, and, and, and oh, I'm sorry. And that fact right there makes me think that the four. Um, Servants he had who were carrying the actual callus were automatons. Oh. I'm here for this. Especially I'm with the fact that, like, it, they they talked about, like, callus's multifold laughter. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, here's, here's one that always, always made me kind of itch. The Scions mm-hmm. seem to be backing Callus, and the Scions also seem to be independently of Callus, acting on their own accord. Yes. I don't know if that's because he freed them, and therefore they trust him. Or if he created his own kind of, like, super smart faction within the hierarchy by way of, like, trying to free them. Like, either way, it's politically genius. But I feel like the science might be aligned with Callus. I'm not saying he's in charge of what they're doing, but I feel like he might be an ally of theirs. I kind of get I, that feeling as well. Uh, there's not a whole lot of whole lot to point to at this point, other than to just kind of a general feeling mm-hmm. that the science seems to be more supportive of Callus than they are of the Red Legion or of the um it's kind of a lack of evidence of their support of, of Gaul and uh it's a known uh, unknown. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. To quote uh to quote a famous cartoon. Boondocks. Anyway <laughs> <laughs> Um, guys, this has been a great, a great show. I, Ellen, this like thank you so much for being for joining us again. Uh, it's it's always great to uh, to have you on. But like, dude, you fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that on behalf of every listener. <laughs> fucking a. Well, thank you, every listener. We're on the same plane with them. We can tell their thoughts already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Much like a scion. Yep, yep, yep. But I have two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I I wonder if in like scion mythology, there's something called a biclops, where you have two eyes again instead of one. <laughs> Like, not a Cyclops, you're a Biclops. These fucking two-eyed giants they show up to step on you. Science would be horrified by the two-eyed... Exactly. One, I wonder what would happen if they actually only had... Like, if there actually was a Cyclops. Well, they are a Cyclops, so it's the Biclops. 
Yeah. <laughs> I never really paid attention. <laughs> Holy crap. There is a great, there is actually a great post on, um, Destiny and Laura about talking about how like most of the cabal you kill have the eyes on the side like a like a prey species except for the people who are in command who have their eyes facing forward like a predator so like Callus and Keitel their eyes are at the front of their heads whereas most of like rank and file cabal that you kill have their eyes on the side of their heads ooh I never noticed that but there was yeah. a good argument in that post though that uh it, it might just be for cin- cinemata- top cinematography purposes uh basically uh making them look more human so they're a little bit more relatable when they're speaking sort of thing um, i i i gotta say in a narrative in a narrative in a created universe everything is done for a purpose i i tend to agree uh i just wanted to bring a little bit of caution to that but yeah yep Groovy. Okay, fellas, this was a this was a great episode. Uh, 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 Bagels, Elmo's like, thank you guys so much uh, for your contributions tonight. I realized like Bagels, you're regularly on the show and 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 are the co-host of it, but like you get to hear me say this now. <laughs> and Ellen is like, dude, like, dude, you come on more often. M effort, you need Absolutely. to be on. I. W- I like I I, I want to lay the seeds for this now. If I can afford it, I totally intend to the at the next uh, Guardian Town or GCX, whatever it's called now, to just buy a booth and make it the Five Timers Club Lounge. <laughs> and so only people who've been on the show five times can sit in there. And so far, there's only one person. Shout out to Wicked, love you, bro. Who's allowed to sit? <laughs> in on that so like you got some work to do <laughs> definitely got some work to do i just want to put that out there like and uh, there's gonna be a snapple <laughs> there's gonna be like refreshments and like inflatable furniture it's gonna be really sweet i am sold. yeah i am it's, it's gonna be really sweet like you're gonna be like if like i haven't been on the show five times Ooh, sorry Can't i'm so sorry right? like oh yeah no this is the five timers club lounge you've really got to be on the show five i'm sorry it's in the name it's not us it's oh it's management oh <laughs> so i'm looking forward to that um sir elm you got any shout outs Shout out to you guys. Uh, this was a lot of fun. It's always fun coming on and talking to you guys. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout out to my little brother. Shoot the kite. He's uh, currently doing a raid. Deepstone Crypt. And I'm, I'm hoping he got the eyes of tomorrow. <laughs> is he one of the cursed guardians Me that can't too. see the like, yes. Taylor, like Taylor <laughs> like Taylor <laughs> like Taylor like oh, Taylor I have a clanmate who has like 50 something completions almost 60 
and still no eyes of tomorrow. Well, Taylor is now like your clan mate because holy shit. I feel like we need to uh, insert an ad here for like an ASPCA ad. You too can help your fellow guard. I don't. You're extra. But can you though? But can you though? (laughs) But can you though? (laughs) With the arms of an angel. Right. <laughs> Laura McLaughlin cannot save me from my OMG. <laughs> um, Begs, you got any shout outs on the man's? Uh, just a shout out to. Uh, it's not Sub Zero anymore, and I'm ecstatic about this fact. Uh, it's, uh, it's actually got above freezing here for the past couple days, and I know that uh, Texas obviously was not. Um, in the best of shape from that so uh continuation continuation of the shout out from last week um but uh i i know that things are warming up down there hopefully hopefully everything's um so um i'm i'm glad to i'm glad to um, get through get through that little spell there and hopefully everything kind of goes goes back to normal for for texas and for everybody for that matter yeah groovy speaking of texas like those people facing exorbitant electrical charges and and all that other for lack of a better word horseshit i i hope y'all i hope y'all make it through that uh solvently like that's that that's so fucking rough you can choose to have like power and heat for yourself or not and like or like do it and have an exorbitant bill or not and like mm-hmm. potentially like you know, like die, like holy shit, like heart goes out to you. Um, just to mirror what Bagels was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, my shout out is actually because this is the last episode we're going to do this month in 2021 is for Black History Month. Um, here in the U.S., uh, I, I just want to give a shout out to uh, all the uh, different uh, inventors and people in uh, you know black. Black people in in, in uh, U.S. history who get overlooked and uh, were overwritten, and I just want to like kind of mirror what we've said many times before: Black Lives Matter. Just very blanketly and flatly, Black Lives Matter. So Absolutely, that's, that's my shout out for this week. Yep, <laughs> can't argue with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, with that, you guys, Elmus. Uh, oh yes. I was just gonna say if Elmus wants to do uh, his, uh, spiel on where where uh, everybody can find him in case they oh have, shit have, have shit you've been on the show before yeah I'm such an <laughs> asshole Elmus Elmus in in the off chance my friend that anyone is listening to this and didn't hear of you first where can your new fans find you so I am regularly on a podcast called Guardians of Lore we are essentially a lore book club. <laughs> um, so you can find our podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, uh, Spotify. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can find us on Twitter. Um, that's got, at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at I underscore am underscore elemist. Um, and we also have a Discord server specifically for... Uh, it essentially just Guardians of Lore and Focus Fire Chat, but mm-hmm. we don't 
stop others from using it for their I, own purposes. I want to <laughs> say I want to say Begs and I am on there too, lurking in the bits. Absolutely. Yep. Just lurking. And in it's the called bits. the Lore Hub. <laughs> yep. We we uh, kind of modeled our uh, logo in a certain fashion. Ryan Creamer, right? It was Ryan Creamer's logo, right? Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I, I yeah. think yeah I'm not hearing a no in the immortal words of Profet, of Dr. Zoidberg but uh, yeah <laughs> groovy, groovy. Um, so with that everyone uh, thank you thank you Elminist for uh, being our guest uh, once again this, this was amazing this was a great episode I, I really dug that you know it, it there were a lot of tangents but they all really like tied mm-hmm. back absolutely and everything mm-hmm. was meaningful and so thank you so much for being on this trip with us yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely I echo, echo those thoughts yeah. <laughs> everyone else out there yeah, stay stay warm, stay cool depending on where you are. Cuz you know, we get some listens on the other hemisphere. Mm-hmm. I've come to find out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. stay stay temperate. <laughs> and stay safe. Uh we love you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. That's the end of this week's topic, but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny Lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! The Lore Network To that, to that, then, since I feel like I'm on a similar page of information, I would like to hope that by the end of this season, we could do something to potentially wake up Catabasis. Because otherwise, this just adds to the list of how fucking ass the Guardian is at rescues. <laughs> We've rescued successfully one person. Or two person if you're a new light, but one person if you're the old Guardian. <laughs> Who do you rescue if you're a new light? I haven't done the new light quest. The the Shahan. Shahan. Oh, yeah, actually, been, okay. Uh, the <laughs> only person you've successfully rescued would have been Cade Six, except she don't. Except he still dies when he's on a mission with you the second time. And then the only other person is Anna Bray. <laughs> Everyone else you go to help out fucking <laughs> dies. We are the worst fucking person to send on a rescue mission. I don't know why the Vanguard keeps doing it. We rescued Cade only to rectify it later. Yep, <laughs> only to let him die while he was on a mission with us. Destiny, final <laughs> destination. Dude, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like, we are the worst, like, like how Hunters got the, uh, the, the Void subclass. Like, we are, the Guardian is the most ass at rescues in the Destiny universe canon. <laughs>
Most people die right. before we get to them because of how much we suck. Right. I mean, hell, take 03. She literally sacrifices mm-hmm. herself five feet before mm-hmm. we actually get to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. She could have just held out if we were more competent. <laughs> I couldn't speed run as quick as I could. Yep. I, I took my time, like, shooting a bunch of dudes for bounties, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> Keiko's sitting there like... Keiko's sitting there like, he's been trying for, like, 30 minutes. What the fuck? Fuck it. I'm just going to kill myself. Fuck this dude. 